0: Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a registered dietitian, now what, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition, the variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Christy Ruth, a registered dietitian, recipe developer, and photographer behind the blog, Carrots and Cookies. After working in large teaching hospitals for several years, she has transitioned to the online food world. She loves to cook and is passionate about providing recipes and tips that will help you take the complicated out of feeding your family. Please enjoy my conversation with Christy. Christy, thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. It is really good to be here. I'm excited to be here.
0: I love dietitians. So I love meeting new <laughs> dietitians. And I actually, we were connected through, I think you had, you were kind of, you're trying to get on some more podcasts and kind of getting your name out there. So I love that you thought of me to be on my podcast.
1: Yeah, you were recommended to me by um, one of my former co-workers actually, and it wasn't as far as a, you know being interviewed even, she just really appreciates your podcast, so that's how I learned about you.
0: Oh, um, fun, I love yeah. that, it's yeah. fun to know that there's people out there that I don't even know that listen to my stuff, yes. so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to chat a little bit more about just your background, how did you find dietetics, how did that become your kind of career?
1: Yeah, so I have to say, I never knew you could go to school to be a dietitian. Um, so I've been a dietitian of for 19 and a half years. So um, back in the day before the internet, <laughs> was the yes. thing, I was always interested in nutrition. I just didn't know you could go to school and do something with it. Um, so I actually went to school at first as a biology major, thinking I'd do the pre-med track, Um with since I was little I would say I want to be a pediatrician um and then just my own personal interest I got into nutrition and then I went to college as a bio major and took a nutrition class my first year and loved it and it was taught by an adjunct professor who was a local dietitian and that's when I was my eyes were opened and I asked her a bunch of questions and my school didn't have nutrition as a major so I ended up transferring I'm like where can I go um to transfer, like there was no booking look- back when I learned you could major in it. And so mm-hmm. I changed schools <laughs> and, um, yeah, and and went on
0: from there. Was it was it hard to find a school for you that was close or was it pretty easy? Well,
1: I had left. I'm from the West Coast um, and I was in school in Virginia. So I was pretty open depending uh, either in California, Arizona or where I was going to school in Virginia. And so I was looking at schools and actually a neighboring school. To, I was at a small private Christian school and um, a neighboring school, James Madison University was not far at all. So I could keep my same friends from, that I'd already met in college and chain university so it was really convenient and they had an excellent program so
0: I, I lucked out in that way yeah Yes. I had the same, I pretty much had the same path as you. I just, I found nutrition as a pre-med student and then my school didn't have that either. And I could find a pretty close local school, very, very close that I didn't have to like change my whole life for. So that's kind of nice. Yeah.
1: Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've met anybody who started out that same way. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I was a biology major. I finished that. I actually finished that degree and then I did my didactic work afterwards. So okay, yeah, I did a little bit different, but well, that's awesome that you ended up. Find, you didn't have to drive and change and find all no. new friends and do all the yeah, things. Yeah, no, it so, worked out great. So after, did you have an internship program as part of your schooling there or did you have to relocate for
1: I that? had to relocate for that. And I didn't even know because, you know, I didn't go to school thinking even knowing anything about this major yeah I didn't know you had to do an internship till my junior year I think I don't know I, I was yes. well into the program and I'm like I have to do what and it's not paid, wait, and I, what? Don't get paid? <laughs> and I don't get paid. I have to pay for it like wait and it's hard to get into like it just was I, that was like a little reality check but mm-hmm. like all right it's what I have to do and so um and it was a whole it was just you know going to be a year so I was pretty flexible with where I went with that also um And, but learning the process of matching, um, and that system, like I also had to be careful, you know, not to apply to too many schools that were equal level of competition because just the way the matching system works, like, so anybody listening who's going through that, like really understand the matching program when you're picking your, um, potential location. So I did a few, um, open houses. I guess I attended a few open houses to learn more about the programs and narrowed it down. Um, and I ended up with my first choice, which I was thrilled about. And I went to Geisinger Medical Center in central Pennsylvania.
0: Ooh, so was that more yeah. clinical focus? Was that pretty Very clinical. clinical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got thankful. I mean, it was an independent hospital um, and all of the rotations were there um, and they had it's a network too. So even, I mean, we even did home visits that, you know, we're with home care nurses going into homes, which is really an eye opener as a dietitian because you're seeing like what's in their cabinets, what, you know, wound care at home, like just the nutrition impact at home. Um, And it wasn't a dietitian; We went with the wound care team. So it was clinical focus, but it like you got the whole gamut really which is awesome
0: I like I wish I would have got some home care experience because I think that is I feel like that's a growing area of dietetics that well I think home health care is like a just a growing field anyways so that's cool that you got that experience
1: yeah and even just seeing the real life of patients you know yes. in a hospital we only get a glimpse but to see how they're really living is is totally different
0: yes that's an eye-opener so, I'm sure yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah uh so after you did your internship uh what was kind of that first job what did that look like for you
1: so that is also I think um one of my tips will come out of this story actually so I was um engaged by the time I finished my internship and so I had an area of Pennsylvania to stick to and I was willing to drive um, but not more than like 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and so everything I was finding were I think there might have been one level one position available um, and then everything else were you know not for entry-level dietitians Mm -hmm. and so I was kind of just being patient and um, waiting (laughs) to see if more popped up and uh, we I actually met a dietitian she she was the wife of our pastor who was doing premarital counseling, and she was part of a couple of the sessions, and she worked as a dietitian. She did um, type 1 pump education for type 1 diabetes, pump education, Mm. things Mm -hmm. like that, intensive diabetes um, education in the network as an outpatient, and um, she was like, you know, the hospital has um, a burn center position, a position open at their burn center. And she knew I really, like my heart was in to get into nutrition support, but as a new dietitian, you know, I was pretty open, um, just to get experience. And I'm like, well, but it's a level three position. Like I'm never, I'm not, I don't meet those qualifications, you know? And so she was like, it's been open for a year. Like you need to, you should enter, you should apply for it. They need to fill it. It's been a year. And I wasn't one to keep my eyes out for positions before I graduated. It just never crossed my mind as far as just curious, you know, who has positions available, how long have they been posted, things like that. So I didn't realize that. And a a lot of hospitals will take a post down after a couple months and repost it just so it doesn't look like it's been up there, you know, for a long time. So it's not something that would have been on my radar. So that's one tip is keep an eye out for hospitals of interest, if that's what you're looking at, um, just for open positions and frequency of open positions and things like that. Um, So anyway, so I applied for it, and I got the job. Um, so my first, um, job was right. I was hired to cover the burn center (laughs) at a large hospital, um, but it was a pretty small burn center at the time. And because I was entry level, there was an understanding that I would just have a very narrow focus of learning that and have, I had a mentor to help, you know, train me and just really was able to focus on that one population for the first, I want to say six months. And, um, yeah. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then, um and then I went from there as far as adding different units of training,
0: that um, but I, primarily, yeah, it. that's intense. Like yeah. that's a, that's, a, and that's an area we don't get a lot of education in for sure. No,
1: no. I mean, I just had little glimpses of it and, you know, you read, they need incredible amounts of fluid and protein and thi- like, I knew the textbook answers, you know, in the sure. interview, but, but of course, you know, I was very open. Like, clearly I am a, <laughs> graduate of an intern program internship program and it was focused in nutrition support like my staff relief was in the icu but still that's what one or two weeks of staff relief i mean that's not that's not anything (laughs) compared to somebody who's been working but i didn't try to make it out as i had more experience than i did you know because i didn't want to set myself up to fail so i was open and um willing to be trained and so yeah
0: went went from there how long did you spend in that role
1: So I was there for two years, and then I had added different units, too, by then, and then I really wanted to be challenged even more, (laughs) and so I told myself, I'm like, I'm either going to go somewhere else to a different hospital to get more experience, or maybe I should start my master's, Um, and so I ended up deciding. I got a job at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital in Philadelphia, um, which is an awesome hospital two. And so, I actually left my job to get more experience at another large teaching hospital there. Um, and that was an interesting commute, <laughs> taking the train and oh. all of that. So, I always had a commute. I mean, the one the hospital I started at was about a 40-minute commute and then Jefferson was about an hour, depending on if I oh. caught the train on time or if I drove and got traffic. Um, and I was there for two years until I had Um, my first child, my daughter. And then I really wanted to be closer to home and part-time. And so I went back to my original place of employment. Oh, did you? Yeah, Yeah, when they left. I mean, that's another thing. You know, don't burn bridges. When I left, they're like, we're going to get you back. (laughs) And um, so I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back. Let me know when you have a part-time position, ready to come back. So um, I went back there. So out of working 19 years, I've worked there about 17
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and over the years, I've just added. So I see adult population, and then I do pediatric intensive care unit, and I also cover the neonatal intensive care unit. So I'm a little unique, because most people, they're either pediatric, Nick, you are adult, and I I do the whole gamut with nutrition support.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you've always stayed true to your passion for nutrition support then?
1: I have. I have. Yeah. And so it might be why you're surprised why I (laughs) have a food blog now, right? Like it's totally different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes those things complement each other. Like when you're using your brain in a certain way, when it comes to like clinical nutrition support, sometimes it's nice to have like, something that's not related that you still exactly. focus on nutrition
1: exactly and I'm like you know I am like we all have to eat you know I had you know commuting working with daycare and schedules feeding my like I have to feed my family too so it's mm-hmm. you know I learned a lot along the way and it was actually a lot of those conversations that I'm meeting just what I say everyday people um, that really are confused about just everyday nutrition like normal nutrition you know not, not specialized diets or anything like that but just that stuff that that, questions that everyday people have and I every now and then I would just get this spark like oh my goodness like how can I reach these people like these are the most simple questions people have Mm -hmm. but they're important you know to get answers and they're usually people who aren't going to go seek out a dietitian um, session or anything like that or make an appointment and people that probably wouldn't be on physician's radars to recommend to go see a dietitian you know they just have questions and trying to make sense or they don't have questions but they probably should like they think they're understanding (laughs) their information that's out there, but they don't. And so that's really, I've grown a heart over the years, just meeting people at different, I don't know, sporting events, friends, just people trying to feed their families well.
0: Well, once people know you're a dietitian, they instantly go to like, hey, can you help me with dot, (laughs) dot, dot? Or hey, do you have a suggestion for this? And then it does probably spiral in those conversations that you have.
1: Absolutely. And I have to say, too, because of that, I really didn't talk about what I did for a long time with people. Obviously, <laughs> people at work would know it, but a lot of people didn't know what I do, like people that I know. I mean, good friends would, of course, but okay. I just didn't. And some of it was that. But also, I didn't want anybody to think I was judging them or,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, had to see them somewhere and I'm caring what they are eating or anything like that. So cause right. it's such a sensitive topic. Yeah. Um, so I actually, it's been a learning curve because then when I decided to do something on my own, I'm like, well, how is anybody going to find me if the people that know me don't even realize I'm doing this? So I've been more comfortable. Yeah, I've started to talk about more, be more open with it. So, and of course, I get even more questions, which...
0: Which, which is, is what you want now, Which right? is what I want <laughs> now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So then I
1: have uh, content now to, <laughs> to respond because I know if one person has a question, we all know most people, yes. you know, they're not the only ones, so...
0: That's so true. So, yeah, when you were kind of transitioning into that thought of starting your own blog and doing that, and then you know, kind of still focusing on your other professional life, but also family life, how did you figure out the balance and how you were going to devote your time to that part of your your life?
1: So, I, what, like I've had, like I said, I had these little sparks, like I should do something, but I was very comfortable in my job. I love my job. I should say that I actually really love being a dietitian. I love the populations that I worked with and I, yeah, I really loved it. So I was very, and I was comfortable. I had my schedule part-time and, um, it was predictable because I've been doing it so for so long, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I should add that I worked for a contract company at this hospital. Um, Jefferson was independent when I was there, but the other hospital, it was a contract company and, um, had, they had always had the same contract for like the life of the hospital. And um, I want to say, it might be almost four years now. But I want to say three, three or four years ago, for the first time our contract was up for renewal, and it wasn't looking very promising mm-hmm. um, that the hospital was going to keep us. And so I that was that was a reality check for me because I thought, oh my goodness, like what am I going to do?
0: Mm-hmm. And where I
1: live, there aren't a ton of hospitals um, with high level of care in a reasonable drive. So I thought. My actually my first response, I was joking with my coworkers because I am so not tech savvy. I did not follow <laughs> blogs, like it wasn't it's not me. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna start a blog, like totally making fun of myself because that's so not me. Um, and then it just really didn't know, you know, what I was gonna do actually if we did not continue our contract. It was all just anticipation of this decision, this big decision that was not looking promising, in my opinion. Mm. And um, so I had, you know received a tip from someone as far as when you're exploring different opportunities you know don't tell the whole world like just confide in a few people that really know you and you trust and just see like what sparks and so I did that and um one of my friends she I was like you know I don't know like do I reach out to a soccer club like how do I was telling her my passion was just like you know everyday families like I was you know describing my heart has been for and she's like you know what my cousin has a food blog and I think she would tell you to write an ebook. And I'm like, I've never even bought an (laughs) ebook. Like, what? Okay. So, but I was open. Like, I was totally just, oh, curious. Like, I needed to be curious and just, like, I couldn't say no to something I wasn't even familiar with. So, I, she organized a call between us. She did not know me, this, you know, her cousin at all, and just wanted to hear my passion and story and so I said okay so do you think I should write an ebook and she's like no you need to start a blog and then (laughs) I was like oh really (laughs) and then um within a couple months I started talking more like I was mentioning to people that I've um had been meeting that I was a dietitian I was more open about what I was doing and and I love to cook too I should add that and the different conversations just a few random people unrelated like we're like, you should start a food blog. You should start a food blog. And I'm thinking, okay, oh Lauren, I guess this is what you want me to do. <laughs> so right. I didn't know what I was doing at all. I still don't 100%, but I know a whole lot more now than I did then. Um, and so I just decided to go go with it. And I so I filed for an LLC. I'm like, okay, that's first step. I'm going to do it. And the next day, I'm not even kidding, we found out that we were keeping our contract. <laughs> Of At course. the hospital, of course, and which was great, obviously, for everybody to keep our jobs. Um, but then I thought, what? <laughs> like, I'm so confused. Um, but I was like, you know what? I need, I need to still do this. Like, I need to do it, and so I did. And um, so I start. I was doing both, managing both, and that was so much because, especially when you don't know what you're doing, like it is so time consuming. Mm-hmm. And I joke saying, like, if I knew then what I knew now, I don't think I would have started it because I. It's a lot of work, Um, and but I but I love it, and it's an outlet. It's like you were saying, it's just a different part of my brain that gets to work, and it's like it's fun. It's like hobby. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So so I did it, and then um, in the spring of last year, I decided to transition to per diem from my job, clinical job, so I could put more time into my blog. So that's kind of how the <clears throat> transition happened. And um, I'm fortunate that I can be pretty and do a lot remotely um, because most of my population is critical care. And it's a hospital I've worked at so long um, that, you know, I know the hospital system and most of the patients I wouldn't be talking to anyways. So sure. it, ends up, it ends up working out. Um that way and I should add too in, in all of this because you know life just happens we had a unique situation at our home in that a year and a half ago we had a house fire oh, and wow. so we were like displaced in a blink of an eye and that would have been about um, I'm losing track of time but it would have been probably a year into my blogging it was right after COVID so we had I've been working from home um, a little bit, as we all had to for the hospital for a certain amount of time, and then we went back into the hospital. And then we had the house fire, and I had a 45 minute commute on a good day. And so I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> so there was a lot, you know, yeah. there were more variables too in there that helped the transition. But by the spring of last year, I just really felt like if I really wanted to go somewhere with my blog um, and reach people, I needed to put more time into that. So the transition for that happened um at the end of spring, beginning of summer of this past
0: year of 2022. Okay. And please tell everyone the name of your blog too.
1: Oh yeah. So it's carrotsandcookies.com. So it's carrots and cookies. It's the blog. Thanks. <laughs> and Instagram it's carrots dot and dot cookies. And everywhere else it's carrots and then the and sign and cookies. So okay. I figured, you know, it all fits. And um Yeah. So it's primarily recipes, but I thought, well, I'm not really helping people that much if I don't also teach them anything. So I started putting like a dietitian tip section in most of my recipes posts. I have a lot to update still, but I've started to add that. And then on my social media, I've tried to engage at least in the stories, but I knew, I know I need to get on the camera and do reels and stuff. (laughs) I haven't gotten there yeah,
0: That's hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I know it's, it's coming, but I haven't started that yet. But, um, as far as just to give tips and, and product comparisons I've been doing, which people really like, because mm-hmm. my thing is, you know, why are you buying what you're buying? Like, I don't care what you buy, but you should know what it is that you're buying and why you're buying it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and people are so obsessed about protein lately. I feel like that sometimes the, the choices they make and I'm like, I'm not judging at all, but it just doesn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> like right. And so, um, yeah, so I've been doing some product comparisons and I get great feedback about that. So
0: That's like very hip right now. And I think like, again, we always think like as a dietitian that people should know know this, right? Like people should know all this information, but then once you kind of put, when you put it out there and it might seem really simple to us, it's so intriguing to the average person.
1: Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. And so, um, and people are surprised by some of the responses, you know, and it's, it's fun. I, yeah, I like doing that
0: so um, so are you doing but you're still doing some of your critical care correct I am I'm yes. doing
1: I would say one full day a week most weeks okay. um, yeah and that's been true I was actually when I first transitioned I ended up working more hours actually <laughs> of course and I know and even my my husband's like wait I thought the whole point was no more into your vlog and so I'm like I know I know just because the hospital's so busy and you know it's I'm, I feel like I'm good at it. And so I, and I want to help them, but um, yeah, so I've scaled it down. So now I'm doing like about one full day a week for them and then try to put Um, And we just moved into our house, I should say, in November, back into our house after a year and a half. So I took a little, I know. So I keep hearing these things, you know, on social media and blogging, anything like you need to be consistent. And I want to be like, how about consistently inconsistent? Because that's just like, I feel like like that's consistent. Yeah, right. So um, yeah, so I feel like this week, I've been back to what I was doing a little while ago, as far as doing, like I said, the product comparisons and, I'm getting ready yeah. to post some more recipes and things like
0: that. So, And your yeah. whole approach with your blog is basically just like, you know, for the average, because you have a family of three and yeah. you're busy and you're kind of just taking that approach of this is kind of like what I would do for my family. So I want to share that with you.
1: Right. It is. I have, I have three children. So we're, um. I have a 15-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old son, and then I have an 8-year-old. And so, yeah, I, I most of the first recipes I posted were just what I cook and mm-hmm. already that I've been cooking. And then um, then I add, you know, to it from there. But I make it all. Like, I'm the only one who is – like, some blogs have multiple people behind the scenes, and it's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I make sure my kids eat it now I just like everybody else I have <laughs> – two children who love like beans and things and then I have one that's like I won't touch it if there's a bean so you know um I don't have to get everybody's consensus but I I, will the place and I say the flavor palettes are like that I appeal to are teens and tweens and teens I say because I feel like there's a lot of information for little kids and then Mm. the mid-ages are kind of forgotten I feel like I don't know
0: Oh, for um, sure, and they're yeah. the pickiest, I think. I right, like. <laughs>
1: and right, and I and I'm like, well, I, I mean, and I eat the food too. I mean, they're you know soon to be adults, but I've also been um, learning recently too that a lot of teenagers are actually really into nutrition and want to learn more about it. Um, they just don't always know you know, what avenue to go to get their mm-hmm. information. So um, so yeah, it's easy recipes. If there's a step that can be eliminated, I eliminate it. I break some baking rules for sure. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not selling myself as a, you know, professional baker or chef or, yes, chef or, or anything or, like that. Yeah. It's just like, you're busy, you want to feed your family, like these are the things, like these recipes will work. And I'm a huge advocate of Increasing fiber intake through food, because I feel like this huge obsession about protein, nobody really talks about fiber. And yet studies have shown most Americans meet their protein needs and don't meet their fiber needs. So, you know, another inconsistency. So I try to highlight that when I do product comparisons, I do, you know, discuss protein because I know that's what matters to a lot of people. And don't get me wrong. We need protein. Um, It's just that most of us don't have a hard time getting enough. And then I compare also fiber. And then depending on the product, I'll highlight saturated fat content for obviously heart health. Um, But I don't go over like all the nutrition facts because that's just too much information at one time, in my opinion. So I usually highlight protein and fiber and saturated fat.
0: And that, that's, I love that kind of niche area that you have, because, you know, like when you think about blogs and you think about cooking and you think about recipes and it's like, you can do your own type of thing with your own twist of what you feel is most relevant, important. So right. just a kind of another take, like you said, I focus on fat and protein and saturated fat and the end. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. The
0: end. The end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Very there's obviously cool. plenty more, you know, more nutrients out there.
0: Sure. And of course, like you said, though, people are going to tune out after like so many. So (laughs) right,
1: right. Yeah. And in my posts, I'll mention, you know, the different omega threes or flavanols and things like that. But in my social media posts, that's what I stick to.
0: I like that. Yeah. So, where do you, besides doing reels and getting your face on camera and that type of stuff, where do you kind of see your blog going? And do you kind of see yourself transitioning out of critical care? What does that look like for you?
1: So, that is a really good question. (laughs) I feel like.
0: I know. Well, there
1: are people. I mean, I know I hear like eventually you just have to say no to your job. And I, like, you know, the hospital job. And I feel like I've been doing it so long that and I really do like it. And I like the people that I work with that for now, I don't really see myself not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. Because I think it would be really hard to get into back into if I missed that part of it. Sure. Um, and I still get patient interaction. I mean, even on the phone, you know, I've had wonderful conversations with people and things like that in the hospital. So I don't plan on saying completely no to it right now, especially because I can make the per diem work. And it might end mm-hmm. up depending how much more I end up doing with my blog and time and is it even feasible to stay in with it but I I hope to at least be able to continue per diem with critical care for now um and as far as where my blog goes my goal for now my immediate goal is to monetize my blog to get enough traffic in order to qualify for an ad network Um, like a good quality ad network but I have a long ways to go (laughs) until I get there Um, and I, then once I start getting revenue, I feel like it'll open up more doors than if I need help with social media. And I, I think I always keep a hand in Instagram, but I could really use help with Pinterest, like all of the different avenues. Like, I don't have time for all of that. Sure, and sure. so um, there, I could see myself getting help with those things. Um But I don't know. That's a good question. I did play around. So I had a couple people had found me totally randomly and asked for one-on-one counseling sessions. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And it was within like two weeks of me transitioning to per DM. And I don't even advertise that I do that. And these people didn't even know anybody that I knew. They just found my blog and like sent me a DM.
0: And it was actually
1: the population It was populations that I have heard for. One was a um, gentleman whose son had, was having problems with constipation and wanted to go over the fiber in his diet. And then mm. another one was a woman a little, a few years younger than me, with kids who just wasn't feeling herself and felt like she was making healthy choices, but didn't seem like it Just she just didn't seem right. So she had a lot of questions, and those. That that's exactly the population I have heard for. But I don't know. But that's the avenue I want to do as far as one-on-one counseling. I think I would want to put more into, um, like, resources, I guess, for families. Like, easy to understand, simple tip resources. And I don't know exactly what that would look like. Um, Maybe downloadable PDFs or... Or something like that.
0: Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Exactly. That's, that's, that's on that list of ideas, like the brain yeah. stuff, right? Like yeah. things for the future. And I love that you're, yeah. I love that you still are honest about like, Hey, I don't think I'm going to give up my critical care job. And I feel like it's okay to not go all in if you enjoy something else that you're doing. And if it's right. working for you.
1: Right. I do. I do. I really love what I do. So um, and I think that's unique for compared to a lot of professions. I know sometimes you hear, you know, dietitians who aren't happy in their job, but a lot of people will say that about their job. It's not just nutrition. I just feel like some people are more vocal about it in our position for, you know, professional, I'm not sure, but even I remember um, some, it was, friends of my husband's that I ended up getting to know and they worked in New York City on the financial district and she would laugh whenever I'd see them she'd be like oh how's your job I'm like oh I love it and she would laugh and be like I don't know anybody else who says they love their job (laughs) I don't know anybody who loves their job um and so I'm like oh well I do like you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah so I am happy still doing that um And it's like, it's super flexible. I mean, even, you know, uh, as per diem, it's not, you're not required to work so many hours where when you're a permanent employee.
0: Right. Then you do. do So that that would
1: be a different story. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I just love that because I feel like sometimes as like dietitians feel like they have to be an entrepreneur or they have to be an employee. And it's like, sometimes you can dabble in both and, you know, find that balance, whatever works for you. And then you just kind of see where your entrepreneurship goes. And then maybe you have to make some tough decisions in the future.
1: Yeah true yeah true. that might be cool well, I think it
0: sounds like ex- yeah I think that sounds exciting I think I feel like you have a lot of open-ended kind of possibilities with your blog and that's exciting too like never having this finite like this is this is it you have a this is what it can be for the future
1: right you're right so if anybody has ideas for me on where <laughs> 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 any more suggestions I'm open to at least exploring ideas yeah
0: well and then the monettech always, I mean, that's a whole nother animal, right, is Mm -hmm. getting the momentum to get to the point that you can monetize. But, you know, it's all about just putting in the work and keeping going and putting the content out there. And and hopefully it gets to a place where you're happy with that.
1: Right. So I definitely, I mean, I only have probably 76 posts on my website, which is not a lot at all (laughs) um and so definitely need to spend more time on that and then social media my goal is to give tips but it's to be able to then link to my posts so you know I'll do product comparison like lentils for example that whole product comparison came because I have a lentil soup recipe posted and I was making it and so I'm like okay so who cooks with lentils and then you know let's compare quinoa same you know same portion size which has more fiber and protein and kind of spin spun from there, but the beginning I could link to a recipe. So I use social media to bring traction to my website.
0: I love that. That's a great, great way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Trying. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I love I love what you're doing. I love your blog. I think it's very approachable. And I like that now that I kind of know too that you're kind of geared more towards those teens, kind of preteens, those area like those kind of ages, I think you're hundred percent right. Like young kids get lots of get lots of nutrition love. And then that that middle section doesn't get as much
1: <laughs> No, we're like you figure it out when you're older, which is yeah. we're just survival mode right now.
0: <laughs> so true. It's so true. Yeah. But awesome. Well I'm excited that I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future of what that looks like. I know I will be a fan of following along too and we'll connect all your your handles in the show notes. So if anyone wants to connect with you or maybe have some advice or want to, you know, follow along, we'll put that in the show notes.
1: Great. Thank you.
0: All right. You ready for some tough questions? Sure. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me some foods that you enjoy.
1: I really love chocolate, I have to say. So I would say a simple homemade chocolate cupcake with like a chocolate buttercream frosting, mm-hmm. especially when it's with a cup of coffee or like a cappuccino that would just, that's just, that's incredible.
0: I, have <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. Do you have a recipe that you love? <laughs> I do.
1: Actually, it's funny that you asked that. Um, at a Christmas party, somebody w- at my husband's Christmas party, he's like, uh, Somebody approached me. You need you need more chocolate recipes. I need more chocolate recipes from you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I so I that. posted, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I posted a cupcake recipe, and then the chocolate buttercream is pending, but it's in the next week or two.
0: Oh gosh, well you'll have to yeah. send me that link. I'll have to put that in the show notes too. Oh yeah, so, yes, Definitely I would will. love to do that. <laughs> what about beverages? Coffee, obviously, a beverage that you enjoy. Anything yeah. else that you enjoy?
1: Yeah, I really enjoy kombucha. Um, I do you make it own. yourself? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I was introduced to the whole process by a coworker a couple of years ago, and so I do that. And um, you know, the other thing that I was recently enlightened to, I should—I have reflux, so I've had to modify some things over the years, and alkaline water. Specifically, there's one. It's called Evamore. I'm not a sponsor for it or anything, but I have felt so much better since drinking this, I have to say. And it's um, the pH is 8.8 to 9.1. And I was, I thought it was a hoax. I thought alkaline water was a hoax. I have to say yeah. <laughs> when I saw it come oh, yeah. out. And I, th- I think some of them are actually. Um, but when I found this one, um, it's pretty high. And there's a friend of mine um, who specializes in GI disorders. When I was telling her, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's getting worse again. And she's like, have you tried alkaline water and sent me a research article as far as how it can help um, reflux with some people. And I tried a couple different ones that didn't make a difference at all. But this one, so you will find me with kombucha, this ever more alkaline water only one cup of coffee a day half calf because my reflux and then the sure. rest with just regular water
0: yeah I just wrote that down that's so interesting about isn't that's it a great tip too yes and if it's helped you that's amazing yeah
1: I can send you the link to the research article if you want that yeah
0: I would too. love that absolutely yeah. there's so many people that have reflux and no. they do get their diets under control and they still have it so right could be next level yeah for sure Interesting. Okay. How about scents or smells that you enjoy?
1: I love um, the scent of orange blossoms. Um, Fresh orange blossoms. Like in growing up in Arizona, there's citrus everywhere. And Mm -hmm. um, where I live now, you know, if there's a new development, they're taking down like farm, grass farm fields. (laughs) I don't know what they know, but um, where in Arizona, it would be like grow citrus groves. So, um, but you had to keep citrus trees in your yard. And so in the spring, the orange blossoms, there's just nothing like that smell.
0: I would say that's my favorite smell. That's a good smell. My friend lived in Phoenix when we were in college and she had a convertible. And every time I went and saw her, it was in the spring or when the orange blossoms were coming out and we would just drive around and you could just smell it every Oh It smells so good. So good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Such a good scent. Um, how about who would be someone that you would like to sit down, have a conversation with, maybe they're here or they're passed on that you would love to kind of meet?
1: Um, so if I had to pick one person, I probably would say my husband's father. He passed away when, um, my husband was 10, I have a sudden heart attack he was 49 <gasps> and yeah oh so that's molded my parenting <laughs> you know nutrition too um as far as um family history strong family history of heart disease and sure. he was a cycler all that but he sounds like from other people he's a pretty cool guy like I've asked people who have who knew him as friends I'm like what is was he like you know and um yeah I think
0: that it would, would be a be, fun I'd love to meet him yeah yes oh I love that that's yeah. so sad, though. That I know. What a bummer. Um, yeah. And then what brings you joy in life?
1: Oh, there's so much. Um, let's see. Fresh air. I love fresh air. Um, my family, of course. And most recently, our two oldest um, have decided to get baptized. And that brings me a lot of joy um, that they're making that choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... There's something yeah. to be said about making that choice, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. So I think teetering on adulthood, right? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I
1: know. I mean, they're great kids, you know, too. But and that brings me joy just by itself, and super fun. But yeah, them making a decision like that—it
0: makes me smile. So. Yes. That means yeah. you're, that means you're doing good as a mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what that means. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and obviously yeah. I feel like your job, both of your jobs bring you joy. Just the fact that you have stuck with one for as long as you have. I mean, that's pretty yes. impressive for a dietitian to be that's with. That's true. That is. And yeah, and I should that.
1: have mentioned that. It absolutely brings me joy. Yeah.
0: It just it wouldn't, it wouldn't, if you, you wouldn't be there if it didn't for no, sure. So. No.
1: And also I have to add, um, because you reminded me, I didn't even mention my career, but also um, educating younger people. Like I love when people job shadow, um,
0: wow.
1: and in the hospital, we had to stop that for high school students a long time ago because of HIPAA regulations. Oh, sure. um, So we only would get interns, and I don't say only. I mean, but by the time you're an intern, you're have decided, you know, you're going to be yes. a dietitian. Um, and so I've had since I've started blogging. Um, there's a local high school that requires so many hours of Job shadowing, so I had a few high school students um, shadow me, and so I could explain my role with the hospital. And then they saw me with the blogging, and then we—I had done a collaboration with a local fitness instructor on her YouTube channel, so it was fun.
0: So, yeah,
1: so educating too um,
0: brings a big part, big part of your job too. Yeah, love it yeah like they're just like you're just the woman of all things so I'm very <laughs> impressed that you balance this all
1: <laughs> well I'm trying I don't know that I'm very successful but <laughs> I do I, I mean I definitely need to start focusing I know on on more on one you know otherwise you can get kind of crazy so sure sure um well, yeah so for now yeah, it's huh? the blog and then everything else is just little on the fringes I guess you could say
0: I like that so. yeah well i love your thanks for sharing your journey so far sounds like there's a lot left and i appreciate you being on the podcast today
1: thank you for having me i really appreciate it it was great talking with you
0: i think the whole thing i enjoyed about our conversation today that i had with christy is she very much loves a different job she loves blogging she loves recipe development she loves that but she also really loves her clinical job. And I think that's a great message to many dietitians out there or anybody trying to balance, maybe a side hustle, maybe a, full, a full-time, full a part-time career, That it's okay to do both. You don't have to always transition to one or the other. And sometimes it's okay to be like, you know, I really like the balance of both. I love having, and using this clinical side of my brain, but I also love using this creative and you know photography and recipe development side. So don't be scared to do both. Just find the balance that works best for you. And it sounds like Christy has kind of figured it out. She's in that space right now. That doesn't mean she won't go there, you know, all in in the future. But she really likes that balance right now, and I loved that about our conversation. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.